This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome to another special release of Investor Stories. On this installment, the experts discuss a startup that they did not invest in, why they passed, and if there was a key learning that now informs their approach. Here's the segment called Why I Passed. On today's special segment, we have Alex Osterwalder, the creator of the Business Model Canvas and founder of Strategizer. Alex, can you tell us about a good or a bad pass, a story about a startup that you passed on? Personally, no, actually, I've been very lucky with the early stage investments that, that I made, you know, one company called Monito, another company called ShapeScale. So I've been pretty lucky, no pass, but I have seen, you know, these kind of things happening in uh, established companies because they think it's about the big bets uh, rather than spreading their bets into many, many different areas. So they would kind of capture where the world is going. So those, it's more from the corporate world that I've seen those, those things than from my personal investment experience. On today's special segment, we have Scott Cooper of Andreessen Horowitz. Scott, can you tell us about a good or a bad pass, a story about a startup that you passed on? Yeah, sure. Talked about this a little bit in the book, but you know, we we were lucky enough to see Square at the very first round of financing, and we passed on it uh, largely because at the time people may not remember, but Jack Dorsey was actually not the CEO of the company. He was kind of chairman and wasn't entirely sure about what his long term commitment to the business was, at least at the time they raised that. And he had another person, a guy named Jim McElvey, was actually running the business at the time. And you know, we felt strongly that we thought Jack was probably you know kind of the most interesting person who could run that business. And we passed on that basis, which turned out to be a mistake in many respects, not the least of which that Jack also concluded about three months after they raised capital that, you know, he was going to commit, you know, effectively full time to this business. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, as you can imagine, the history is written in what I think they're reporting earnings, actually, as we're talking today. So at least a $30 billion company, if not more. (laughs) So sometimes these things are painful. Those it's those mistakes of omission that really kill you. But, you know, look, I mean, unfortunately, that's the nature of this business. And and you hope you get uh, you get at least your fair share of those. Is it the commission or the omission that keeps you up at night? It's it to me it's the omission. I mean the the commission. Look, it sucks as you know. It sucks when you lose money, but that's the nature of the business. And I think we all know going in that the likelihood is a significant portion of what we do is going to end up that way. But you know it's hard when you miss a square or you miss a Twitter or a Facebook or an Airbnb or a Lyft. You know there's only so many of those companies that effectively have that asymmetric return profile. And you know it's hard to get to your target returns as a fund if you don't at least you know kind of you know pick up one or two of those every now and then. Well, fortunately for you, you you didn't miss on a number of those. <laughs> yeah, we we've been we've been very lucky. Yep.
On today's special segment, we have Cheryl Cheng of Blue Run Ventures. Cheryl, can you tell us a story about a good or a bad pass? So a story about a startup that you passed on. Sure. Let's see. There's a company that we looked at, I would say, six or seven years ago, a company called Mixpanel. And we looked at it really closely. And it's probably one of the companies that you know we look back on and we said, you know, wish we wish we'd we'd done that just because we saw a lot of the signs that, um, you know, it would be a good business. And we knew, you know, we knew what adoption of mobile apps would be. I forget exactly the details of how we passed or, or why we passed. But, you know, as we watched that company do well, you know, that's one that we wish we had done. Another one that we wish we had done was Hotel Tonight. You know, we saw that a little bit late in their fundraise process. And so it kind of came a little fast and furious for us. You know, we, we couldn't get comfort with it quick enough, which kind of points to, I think the passes that you generally regret are because you feel like you could get comfortable if you'd spent more time in the space, right? So that you were ready to see the important things to help you make a decision. Of course, it's, almost impossible to cover all spaces all the time and, you know, be like up to speed and like waiting for the, you know, the potential unicorn to just appear and be like, yes, you, but, but that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Like, I mean, as investors, you know, we're covering all these segments, like you almost get dizzy, like context switching all the time, but that's our job. And so I kick myself when I feel that we haven't adequately covered some spaces as well as we should. And so we don't have a thesis as developed as we could have developed. And so in those instances, we pass instead of leaning in. And then later we realize, well, had we had a more developed thesis, of course we would have said yes. So, so that's, I think that's what happens, at least for me, most often where when I look back, let's say a year later, I'm like, oh, like I wish I had done that. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. 
Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. The ones that come late in the fundraising process are always tough. From a, yeah. an omission or a commission standpoint, you know, I find right. that poor decisions are often made when it's, you know, under the gun and you've got less yes. than a week and yes, you got to try and exactly. develop, you know, a conviction in no time at all. Right. And get your team to have the conviction, right? So it's right. just you're, and it's not about how many hours of discussions you can have. It's just, you need more, you just need time. So one of the things that we always try to do that I always try to do is I try to meet founders when they're raising their seed round. The reason is that if it's a space that we really know well, and we have high conviction in where we think we can add value, we can lean in, in, you know, kind of one of the larger seed round type constructs that you see today. But if we don't, but we really like the founder what we do is we open up our network and we open up our time and we're always willing to stay in touch, you know, often meeting every quarter just to get updates so that we can be ready for the A. And in those cases, when the A comes pretty quickly, we're actually really ready. So one of the companies that I invested in uh, actually almost exactly this time last year, we knew the founder for almost three years before we wrote the series a check. And in the early days, we didn't, we liked her a lot. We liked the space. We didn't love her go to market strategy. And we, you know, we told her that. And as she evolved it and she said, these are the milestones I'm setting for myself. And when she came back with the a, it was very easy to get on board and it all happened very quickly. But, you know, we spent, years developing a relationship. And when she came out for her A, there was a lot of trust that was already built up that like we knew her, we knew how she worked, her business. And so that's the ideal scenario. And I have no problem putting in the time to founders that are not in our portfolio or we haven't, it's not, again, I don't like the transactional, right? So I don't, I don't like the idea that, you know, you're either in the tent or out of the tent. So I think of like that, it it should be much more fluid than that. And so I like just really good founders. And there have been founders who I really like, and I tell them, you shouldn't take venture money (laughs) because there are better ways to build your business that once you take venture money, then everything's focused on growth, everything, you know, and and you go down a, a particular path that might not be the right path for you you can still have a really good outcome as a founder. And so I'll have those conversations and, you know, I'll also tell them you can feel free to contact me and, and chat about anything related to your business if you want to. And, and some founders take me up on it and, and some don't for whatever reason, but you know, I really do mean it. And I think ultimately we're here to champion entrepreneurship in general. But of course, you know, there are ones that we think we can add value to by putting money in, but that's how we think about it. But you're right. The fast ones, they're hard. They're really hard to do. <laughs> right. So you feel like there's a gun to your head and you yeah. have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones are definitely more challenging. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. 
If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.